Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to another episode of the Rap Lab. It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. And it's your boy, QG. And it's the one and only T-O, it's the Dilio. And uh, before we jump into the podcast, once again, like we've been saying in each of the last two weeks, we're trying to do an Ask the Rap, Rap Lab special. So if you got any questions about hip-hop that you want our opinions on, you can email us at raplabpod at gmail.com. Again, that's raplabpod at gmail.com. I'm going to say it the Jay-Z way. Question? <laughs> <laughs> and um, send us your emails with questions, and we'll take a whole episode and uh, answer y'all questions about whatever y'all want to talk about in rap, whatever y'all want to hear us discuss for that episode. All right, so moving into the episode, today's topics is our favorite record labels. Now, yes, you know we always got a criteria on the rap lab. So when we say record labels, now we're we not talking about distributors, so... We're not going to sit here and talk about Warner Music Group. Priority. And, and priority. Yeah. we talking about the actual labels that got distributed by the distributor. Yeah. So um, we're going to go around the room one by one and just talk about, you know, our favorite record labels and why they're our favorite record labels and why they were important to hip hop. Well, Al, you should go first. All right. So I will go first. So when you think about rap, right? You can't, you can't, um, you got to think about the early days from like the beginning of time. And um, one of my all-time favorite record labels, I know this will surprise a lot of people because I know people are expecting me to say No Limit just because they know me. Mm-hmm. But I fucks with Cold Chilling, man. Cold Chilling. Can, now, can you break down for the people who was on that? So for those of y'all who don't know, Cold Chilling ran by uh, Fly Ty Williams, who that's a funny story because I, I went to high school with his son and his daughter, believe it or not. And no, that's not the reason why I'm saying I, I like that label because, you know, I, I ain't kissing nobody's ass. But um, they had such acts as the whole Juice Crew. So Cool G Rapping, DJ Polo, yeah. um, Big Daddy Kane, yeah. Biz Marquee, yep. Craig G, Roxanne. Master Ace, yeah, Roxanne, Shantae. Roxanne Shantae. Even later on, they had uh, even King Sun was on there for, for a brief moment. And not to mention my main man, the one who got real bitches singing the notes. <laughs> MC, listen, I don't care what he said. I refuse to believe that MC Shan has got has got yachts and boats yes. and doorbells with real bitches singing the notes. He's talking planes and boats now, but you can't talk about Cold Chillin' not talk about Shan and Marley. And, yeah, know. of course, and um, classic, classic, classic records. Um, It's a Big Daddy thing by Big Daddy Kane. His second album is one of my all-time favorites. That's your favorite on Cold Chillin'? One of my favorites, yeah. Um, Smooth Operator will always be my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Long Live the Kane, his first album is is great. Yeah. Um, as far as like my favorite, um, Cold Chillin' album, and we forgot to mention your boy Mac. Ooh. Biz Markie. I did say Biz Markie. Biz Markie was on there. Biz. I you said Biz. Biz. I said Biz Markie. Okay. Um, you said Biz. Cool. My favorite Cold Chillin' though is probably gonna be um. Yeah, it'd probably be it's a big daddy thing. Um, yeah. Honorable mention goes out to a Road to the Riches by by Cool G rapping DJ Polo. Mm. But a lot, what a lot of people don't know also is that while Cold Chillin had success, they were also monumental for a change in hip hop. And um, before you got here, um, QG, me and To talked about it. <clears throat> um, they lost a lawsuit. I think it was like in the early '90s. Biz Marquis on his album um, "I Need a Haircut," he had a song called "Alone Again." And I forgot the like the old pop group that he sampled from. 
they just took the sample. They didn't like clear it or anything. They didn't get wow. it cleared. And they sued. And they sued and they won. And the judge made them pull. Um, the judge made them pull the record off the shelves. That's a shame, man. When you work on a record and is and you it's hot, you like it. And the defense, the defense for 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 cold chilling. Like, you could tell it was no effort. Their defense was, oh, well, we tried to get the sample cleared and we didn't hear it back, so we used it anyway. And then they said, well, yeah, a lot of other rappers, they, um, oh. Damn. They they, they do it all the time. That's a shame. I mean, Cold Chillin', much respect to them, you know, the the label. And, I mean, G-Rap was my guy. Speaking um, of G-Rap, G-Rap released the last ever record on Cold Chillin', 456. Yeah, that's so, right. So, yeah, I mean, but Cold Chillin' is like. Boy, the Brothers is my favorite shit. And like like all those dope songs like Erase Racism, yeah, and Warm It Up Kane and like just a bunch of great just, and and all the and all the Roxanne records too. Oh yeah. Where she's naming people by name she, in the songs. She called people out, man. So it's just like like their catalog is just like deep, deep, I mean, deep, deep, deep. I mean we looking at that and we also we, got we the look, genius on there. Yeah, which is Jizza actually. That's right. So I mean, yo, we it's a it's a who's who of Hey, what do you think it is, Al? Nineteen ninety-three, Bismarcky. Look at that title. All samples clear, <laughs> yeah. Because he had to he had to make sure, man. Yeah. But um QG, what about you? When you when you think about record labels, like what do you what you thinking of? I've been meaning to say this for a long time. This is dedicated to the niggas that was down from day one. <laughs> Welcome to Death Row. Yeah, I fucks with Death Row. That's that's like my close number two. Let me guy. let me tell you guys something, man. Reason why I picked Death Row is because of the roster that they had on that label. It was a who's who. You got Dre, you got Snoop, you got the Dog Pound, and not to mention you know Lady Rage when she was coming in there, RBX when he was in there, and then. Obviously, the explosive was when Pac was in there. You know, when Pac came in to Death Row, it was like, music-wise, match made in heaven. His energy and their movement, because that was the hottest label, you know what I mean, at that time. It was running it. It was running the rap game. Oh, my God. And, and and also, shout out to, you know, Jewel, you know, Nate, and Danny Boy, all those people, because they tried to control the hip-hop R&B circuits, and, and they did for, for the point. And, and they also had a producer by the name of David Blake. Yeah, but, my main man. For legal reasons, he couldn't use his, my his, main, his actual my main, name. My main man, DJ Quick, when he got down with them, it was a match made in heaven too. But let's look at the albums, people. You got The Chronic. You got Doggy Style. You got Dog Food. You got All Eyes on Me. You got all Murder these great, the great albums, joke. man. Murder was the case. It was like back to back to back to back. You could not go wrong. Classics. And, Exactly. And not to mention, you know, I love the logo, the chain, the pendant, the death row chain. I always wanted one of those, you know what I mean? And and the colors, like with that Vibe magazine where they all was in black with the with the red letters with the vibe. I just thought that the look of death row was so cool and, and knowing the origins and the story of how it got started, it, it really it really made me a fan. And I just loved everything that was coming from death row. And everybody was different. Nobody was the same. You know, you got Dre's production on there. And, and not to mention Daz. When Daz, Daz stepped produced, up, yeah. he stepped up as a producer on Death Row. And it was just so cool to me, you know, just to follow their catalog and follow the whole movement. So, uh, Mac, favorite label, what you got? You know what the thing is? This is going to be an interesting um, pick when I pick this one. I know the answer already. Which one? No, I just want you to say it. It's not Rockefeller. No, no, I know. I have to go with Raucous Records. That wasn't the answer, but go ahead. Why Raucous? I like Raucous Records because... You like that conscious rap. 
that's one. Okay. Yeah, actually, that is one of the reasons because I, I I I started to enjoy more of the conscious rap back then. Who was on there? Well, one of them was Quali, High Tech. One of them, Most Def, and Black the, Star. Yep, one mm. of the breakout albums for that time was Most Def and uh, Talib Quali presents Black Star. Black Star's album was, you know, a classic to me. You know, one of my favorite songs was actually a solo part from Talib Kweli, Knowledge Yourself. Mm, good one. That was one of my favorite records. And then it just, you know what's the funny part is? A lot of people don't know. Big L's The Big Picture was part on uh, Rockus. Yeah, it's on Rockus, yeah. It is on Rockus. That's the album and, and that you, came out after he and died. You, and you know what I didn't know was also on Rockus Records based on his album? Cool G Rap. Wow. The, That's history. The Giancarlo uh, story. Ah, they actually had that on uh as well on Rockus. Oh, where the Jakana story was on Rockus. Yes. Wow. Partially on uh, Rockus Records. See, you teaching me something because, as far as my knowledge, I only knew about Ref- Reflection Eternal and Black Star. Black on both sides was part of Rockus. Yeah, most definitely. Most yeah, definitely. He yeah. was on there with Rockus. Even yeah. um Eternal Affairs by Pharrell March, who I think is one of the most underappreciated very, artists, very, to very me in hip hop history. But I was more into the, I, I, I gained more respect of the conscious rap because I like how they were, you know, we, we used to the gangster raps and we used to the other type of raps. But when conscious rap came in, it just started, you know, to remind us. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because like. And the funny part is not much comment yeah. was on there either. Because, but you know what's smooth? I mean, you mentioned Cold Chilling. Yeah. I mentioned Death Row. And Mac, you mentioned Raucous. Mm-hmm. Think of the production style that each label brought. Yes. Like Raucous, what what did they bring? That sampling. They brought like the the a little bit of jazz sampling. Yeah. Like of course one of the most known songs of that whole thing of the Raucous records. You could put it to blast. Oh yeah. And I'm mad. Quali. And I'm mad at that song for one particular. Yeah, yeah, the video version. The video version. It wasn't with the album. On the album. We, yo, that third verse was hot. Can you imagine? Listen, listen to the album. You waiting for that last verse, and it didn't come up. You thinking something's wrong with the CD? I thought. I thought my CD fucked no, up. No, no. Remember the CD's different because at the end of the blast, Gil Scott Heron, um, does the outro. I remember that, and that was they, and that who was that? That was yeah, yeah. that was Gil Scott Heron. Remember, Heron. he comes on. He's like, I want to thank y'all for listening to the right. Reflection Eternal album. I got and confused with the intro on the train because the intro was Dave Chappelle as Nelson Mandela. And I was mad because I'm like, where's Quali's third verse? I was, I was waiting for that verse, could not hear it, man. But but, yeah. but the sounded like you said the productions were different with right. Marcus. It was more like right. It almost felt like soul rap. Yeah. And and, and even though I don't think. Was the Soul Quarians part of Walkers Records? I could be wrong, but that's when you had the whole entourage of the Soul Quarians with the Most Defs, the yeah. Commons, even yeah. Erica Badu, Jay Diller. He was part of that oh, whole yeah. thing too. Yeah, word. So Walkers Records is one of my is to me my favorite record company. It may not did much as like the Bad Boys and the Death Rose and the yeah. and the Rockefellers, which is fine on a mainstream level. On a mainstream level, because it was although, it wasn't mainstream rap, but, right? Yeah, but although there were certain songs that so, got like like a Death Row audience is not going to listen to a Rocket. I mean, well, we're different because we listen. to That's everything, what I'm saying. But, it was right. it was a different time, and you know, Quality, which is a solo debut by Tyler Quality. What a what an album that was on great Marcus album, Records. great album on Rockus. And it, like I mentioned, and, with Death and Row. we can't forget about the Lyricist Lounge. Oh yeah, Lyricist Lounge was big. How many volumes was that? I remember maybe three, three volumes. Yeah, I may I may be wrong. I'm, there may be some out there I didn't know about, but I think I remember three. Like and, you would, and like of you course would one of the biggest hits. Oh no! Like you would, Steph, you would Farrell classify Austin, it as an as an independent. Yeah, almost like because it gave a lot of backpackers. It, they, yeah, the opportunity to get a shot. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to me, credit credit, it did work for certain people, especially yeah. starting with you know Black Star. That was like the main mainstream ones, right? And everything. I mean, and then Most Def got his solo. I album. mean, I think like the best rockest record release is Eardrum by Talib. That was a good album. Underrated. That album. It's between that and it's between the Black Star album. No, I, no one talks about Eardrum. Nobody like Eardrum. talks about Eardrum. Eardrum is different. That song he had with Gene Gray was fire. Yo, if y'all ever get a chance to come across Talib Kweli's album Eardrum from 2002, cop that shit. No, Eardrum was in 07. 07, sorry. I like Deliver Us. That song I like, was crazy. I like both versions. Both though. versions are fire. The one with Sizzler was fire, man. <sighs> that was different. Deliver Us from my father. Different. Um, Al, let me ask you, like, What's up? well, you know, I, I was talking about with the raucous sound, you know, the death row sound is the drums, yeah. the bass, the pianos and stuff like that. What was the cold chilling sound like? Cold chilling mostly, uh, they use a lot of synths. Yeah. They did. Synths. Like Marley Marl, to his credit. It was good. Synths and DJ scratches. Yeah. That was their signature. And like, especially like a lot of those cold, but you know what it is? Cold Chillin' had a, dis- like all like you said, the labels had a distinct sound, but like if you put on a Cold Chillin' record, you knew it was a Cold Chillin' record. Exactly. Whether you was listening to the Long Live the Kane album by Big Daddy Kane. That's right. You know what slept on by Cold Chillin'? What's that? Going Off by Biz Markie, his Ooh. first album. Ooh. Yo, even though he doesn't rap on it, if if you listen to uh, uh, Biz Markie, let the mute make the music. Yeah. With your mouth. And he's just beatboxing the whole song. The whole song. Oh, man. And Marley Marl is producing the, the rest in the back. Oh, man. But, um, yo, those cool. Yo, and there's another controversy Cold Chillin' was a part of. It was around, um, of course, the. And you know what's funny? A lot of people will tell you that Live and Let Die by Cool G Rap and DJ Polo is. The East Coast version of America's Most Wanted. A lot of people would say that. Because, like, for those of y'all who don't know, Ice Cube recorded America's Most Wanted in New York. Cool G Rap recorded Live and Let Die in L.A. That's right. And so much so that um, I guess he was influenced by the L.A. riots. Did you know they delayed that album for a year because of the artwork? Yeah, they did. And that's all. It's those two things. It's the Live and Let Die controversy. And the Bismarcky sample lawsuit that drove Cold Chillin' down. I'm glad you brought that up because G-Rap was out there for the riots. Yep. He was out there. And Sir Jinx produced on the album. And for those of y'all who don't know, so pretty much what the what the album artwork is, why it's so controversial. All you gotta do is, is Google uh, Cool G-Rap Live and Let Die and you'll see it. Um, There's a Rottweiler and Cool G-Rap is standing in front of it dangling meat. But tied to the Rottweiler's foot is a chair with a guy with with like an FBI agent standing on a chair with a noose hanging from the ceiling mm. around the guy's neck. Mm. So in theory, if the dog goes after the meat and runs, the FBI agent is going to get hung. Powerful. So, so <laughs> I mean, because of that artwork, Time Time Warner, who was the distributor of Cold Chillin' at the time, they didn't want to put that record out. Amazing. So you that, guys look like he didn't give a fuck. If you find that record on vinyl or CD, I suggest you pick it up because it it, 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 ugh, sorry. It is very, very rare. Yep. That was the DJ scratch. It, 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 it. Very funny. <laughs> That's but, cold uh, chilling. Cold chilling. That's right. But uh, now that record is very rare just because of the artwork. Um, it's only been in print twice. I was lucky to get it uh, deluxe the second go around. Fair. So, and they just recently added it to Apple Music after we didn't talked about it. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I mean, I mean, since we're talking about dynasties and stuff like that, I mean, how do y'all classify loud records? Yeah, yeah, I would put Loud Records in there. Not really, because Loud was more of a distributor. Right. 
Because Loud had Mob Deep, they yeah. had Cypress Hill. Yeah, with the but you know what? They all was under that Loud umbrella. Like they they proudly told you. Yeah. Like they was they, you know, I think repping. We, but you want to talk about labels with influence. Mm-hmm. I know you brought up Death Row earlier, but there'd be no Death Row without Ruthless. Of course. No. Yeah. It goes hand big in time. hand. Yeah. Big no big Ruthless, time. no Death Row. Not a lot of labels today. And it's with Ruthless, so for those of y'all who don't know, Ruthless was Easy E's label. Um you know how many times they shouted out Ruthless in songs? All the time. Like DOC on his first album, he goes, um, stop him in their tracks to show him that I am Ruthless. And he came all the way from Dallas. Yep. Yes, he did. Uh, let's get funky. All yep. the way from Dallas right, to come through. Right in the middle of the song. Yep. Stop him in their tracks to show him that I am Ruthless. I mean, and, and you know what, too? Like, when you think of labels, you think of the face of the company. I mean, NWA. I mean, yeah, that's Easy E, NWA, their yeah. albums. <laughs> And on, on Straight Outta Compton, they go, and Ruthless, and that's my label. Yeah, on that's paren- right. On parental discretion is, is advised. Uh, yeah, because you had Dre and Yellow on the boards. Yeah. Cold 187 came up in there. And then look at look at all look at all who was on Ruthless. So above let's talk law. about it. Above the law. Above the law. NWA. Michelle Easy E. Michelle A. J J Fad. Even what we talked about earlier, uh, episodes ago. H two A. We did. H W A. Yeah, hoes with um, attitude. Yep. And even Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas was known as At Band Clan at the time. Yep. Uh, MC Ren had a solo album. Ice Cube, well, obviously, because he's an NWA. So Gangsta Dre, Stan, B G Knockout. Yep. They was there. Uh, and Bone Thugs in Harmony, which a lot of people don't. Big one. A lot of people don't really. E, e- They thought Ruthless and was creep, done. Creeping up, creeping on a come up. When Bone came out, it saved Ruthless. It saved Ruthless big time. Because it was different. Cleveland, a style we've never heard before. Yo, it was crazy. Ruggish, Bone. Oh, yeah. Meet you at the crossroads. Yo, easy. I love you. Motherfucker. Easy, I love you and all, but. Why was you creeping behind a tree on, on, on for the love of money? Like uh, the cops, making sure the cops don't see me. <laughs> and it's still a motherfucker. Right, I dash, I duck, and I hide behind a tree. Oh shit, he probably wrote that shit himself. Um, I mean, I what? Be hey, that's Eric, man. Yeah, but look, but look at the classic output of albums from from Ruthless though. Like no um, one can do it better. Sh- no one can do it better. Straight out of Compton, niggas for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I wouldn't give Supersonic. Supersonic the song, yes, not the album. Living like hustlers. Living like hustlers from above, above the law. Above the law was dope. Black mafia, mafia life. Oh yeah. Um, like it just goes. Um, what else? MC Ren needs to get his credit too as a solo artist. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Cause he could have dipped. He could have left Ruthless. He stayed loyal. He stayed yeah, loyal. he came out with some joints. Shock of the hour. Um, one eighty seven killer uh, by the Easy EP. Yeah, that one was dope. So, DLC. what was the no, name DLC of um, MC Ren first EP that had Kiss Final My Black Ass? Ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Final MC Frontier. Ren. That was on shot. That what was that? Um, I think that was on Kiss My Kiss Black My Black Ass. Ass. Then he had uh, Ruthless for Life. Yep. Then he had Shock of the Hour. Then he had what? The Villain in Black. Villain in Black. Yeah, I'm a big MC Ren fan. That's my guy. So I remember. A lot of the album, especially Ruthless for Life. I remember the video that came out like, you know, um, 19, what, Ruthless for Life? I think it was 90 or 91. Yeah, Kiss My Black Ass. Yeah, yeah, Kiss My Black Ass. Only Ren would come up with a title like that. Well, you know how Ren is. He's the villain, and, you know, whenever he raps, it'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, Final Frontier. Yeah. (laughs) We know he can't put his singles on radio. (laughs) (laughs) You know how so much editing you have to do on him? Ruthless was the truth, man. That was... They, it, it, it especially for independent too. Like look, look at Easy. Easy had the vision, you know what I mean. He opened up the door for a lot of labels to follow suit. 
Oh yeah. Um. All right. So while we going back around the room, QG, you got another label you want to talk about? Bad boy. Uh-oh. Oh boy. <laughs> Come out and play. Oh, I mean, boy. listen, bad boy. I remember vividly as a kid growing up, going to the shows and just seeing the whole the whole thing. Now, when you talk about bad wait, boy, wait, wait, you went to a bad boy concert? Oh, did I? Well, uh, oh, the No Way Out tour, man. They was at Madison Square Garden. Oh, so, so Big was already passed. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was in the um, sixth grade at the time. I'm showing my age, people. And um, it was a big show. I mean, you had Busta Rhymes there. You had all these other people there. You had the entire Bad Boy family. It was Locks, Black Rob, Mace, Puffy. Kim was there. Was Shine there? Shine wasn't there at the time. Right, he was a Sean Yeah, okay. this before Shine. But you see, when people think of Bad Boy, First person come to mind is big. Of course, you know they're gonna throw big. I mean, for what he did, not just for the label, but for but for East Coast rap, Brooklyn rap, New York rap, at in his short time. Well, he dropped two certified classics. No question, and um, Sorry. it was great. But we gotta go back to the beginning because before Big Mac. Can you tell him? Just like through the black. Come on. You got to give Craig his credit, man. Just like a piece of scissor lead yeah. with the ace of grits between. You're crazy like down, that glue. Right? <laughs> Craig with flavor in your ear. That whole album, man, needs to get its Project due. Project World of Funk. You know, and for it to go oh, gold. Project Funk the World. Project Funk the World. Project was, Funk the World. Yeah, man, with the Easy Mo B production. Again, we talk about signature sound. Easy Mo B was there in the beginning. Yep. Can I get down? Get on down. I mean, Craig was just great, man. And of course, when you throw Big up in there with with Ready, Ready to, to die, die, which is a awesome. Ready to die is awesome. Yo, but how about my favorite song, Everyday Struggle? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Wonderful. Even though I was saying that just a lie. <laughs> Mason, um, Mason Harlem World was dope. Listen, Mace filled in the gap because when Big died, I want to make a shout out to one specific person, Jovell. Jovell, you listening to this? We shout out at your boy Mace. Jovell, you listening, man? Listen, when Harlem World came out, I remember on Christmas Day, like like when my mom got me these CDs. Harlem World was one of them. I played that CD over and over and over. Mace came in, now, took the rain and ran with now, it. Now, Jovell. Oh, Jovell, if you're listening, man, Harlem was a great album, but there's one song I could not stand. <laughs> Which, what was it? Don't tell me it's my favorite. If you, which is your favorite? Take what's yours. No, not that one. You talk about this. I'm talking about jealous guys. You talk about jealous. What they thinking? Well, I mean, the one you and I laugh at is the one with uh Monifa. You, we oh, laugh at that oh, one. Yeah, but- Man, Cardin, she was not 19, man. Yo, listen, man, that, that album, and it sold, what, 5 million? 5 million. It did hella great. Yo, 24 Hours to Live is on there. Um, Shout out to yeah, Total. Shoes is not bad. I like that. Shout like out to Total, because they was doing the R&B thing, too. You got yeah. Carl Thomas on there, you know what I mean? Thomas. Total did their thing on there, you know what I mean? Can't forget about Faith. And you mentioned Sean earlier. I got that debut I, album, I man. That, debut that, album that, that album was hard. Sean was rapping. Do, do. Of course, Money, Power, Respect, which is a great locks. album, great and, locks uh, album. album that I just recently acquired, uh, Life Story by Black Rob, is not too bad. Black Rob with his joints. Like, whoa. Yeah, Puff Daddy and the Family. Yeah, yes. No Way Out. Big, 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 big No Way Out. That album was crazy good. Yo, when I first heard that album, I was listening to uh, uh, Been Around the World like on repeat because that beat was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a remix with Carl Thomas? Yeah, they did the remix. Yeah. 
and 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 that's another thing about Bad Boy. They were big on remixes. Oh man, just big, leave it up to Puffy. He'll tell you. Flavor in your ear remix. remix. Vic, oh. Victory remix with oh. G Unit. Only you remix. Only you. Man. Remixes for day and that and again you had the Hitman signature but, but, sound. But shame on you, Puffy, for your relentless sampling to the point where Sting had to had to get all the I'll be missing you at the Grammys, <laughs> which uh, was a monumental performance. And yo, Sting looked so out of place. He was just there to make sure he got paid. Uh, well, I mean, he fit. It went it went well. Like the intro with, with every breath you take, and then it switched over to what Puffy Faith and One Twelve and One Twelve too. They they made they got great catalogs yes, of music do. in there. One Twelve. Did real good for Bad Boy, yeah. I wish wish Mace, I like the Bad Boy remix, but I wish Mace verse will also appear on the original production of Only You. Yeah, it would have fit. I thought it would fit. But even even later Bad Boy, like the the Dirty Money album wasn't bad. Yeah. Danity Kane stuff was good too. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I didn't didn't really follow much. Like, I I, I followed, but I just wasn't really like. I, I even got the band album. Oh, dear. The band MTV, also. yeah, the band. I mean, you watch it on MTV, you follow that struggle, the story, and you know, Tony Dope Fat was the producer on the album. You know, it was something new, something different. But uh, but, but Bad Boy has also had like had didn't s- they have that one group called Dream? Bad Boy had a lot of acts that went through there. Earlier we talked about B Five. <laughs> <laughs> we thought well, Dream was was a group. It was a I think it was a girl group called Dream. And you got and you also got Day Twenty Six. Day Twenty Six. Yo, shout-outs to Don Richards from Danity Kane. I met her when I was in high school, man, through after-school program. Woo! It was fire. But, um... What's it? Oh, the man. double... Yo, a lot of... And I, I'm gonna catch a lot of heat for this. But you know they call me the candy man because I'm too generous. But I actually like Mace's Double Up album. Double Up was cool. Double, double Up was, was cool. not bad. It wasn't bad. It just... It just... It wasn't. It was nowhere to. It like, was, no, no. Compared to Harlem World, it wasn't. Yeah. It couldn't hold a candle to Harlem World, but on its own. Now, but if they had, if, if it, the if, Welcome Back record, trash. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Sorry, Jovell, but that was trash. M- Mace not cursing. Welcome tell, back. Tell her. Well, tell, well, he's you know he's holding out. You know, the tell whole her, church t- tell pastor her, thing. Telling the women to keep their clothes on. No, take them off. <laughs> take them off. God damn it. Well, this is a different Mace. It wasn't the same guy. You no, know, what I mean, you could he, tell he was a pastor. There was changes. Yeah, it was changes. I, no, but Brief Stretch Shake Let It Go was fi- was a fire record in my opinion. Well, that's a workout song. Yeah. Brief Stretch Shake Let It Go. Man, but uh TO, what we uh give us another label you like. Give us another label. Yeah, yeah. you got another one in there? Do, or do you have another one? Well, you, you got to bring up Rockefeller as well. Uh, finally. You know what my problem with Rockefeller is? What's that? It was just it's the Jay-Z show. You ah, because you you know what it is if you, you look, uh, if you look at the output of that record label understandable eighty five percent is Jay Z releases they had one soundtrack release which was Streets is watching mm-hmm. I think Beans had two albums yeah Mem Ble- had, Bleak, Bleak had two albums no Bleak had three Bleak had, had three. three sorry the one in O three Bleak had that. three and Cameron had two mm-hmm. and then that's it. You forgot uh, Freeway. Oh, Freeway had and, one. And the young guns. What about Kanye? Okay, well, later on, Kanye came. But, like, but that the, also helped save Rockefeller. Yeah, it did. The majority of the output, because think about it, Reasonable Doubt. Obviously, Jay-Z's volume the one, biggest artist. Volume 2, Volume 3. Yeah. So you done went through, what, 96 to 2000 and, and the Dynasty. From 96 to 2000, five Jay-Z albums and a soundtrack, and that's it. 
That's pretty not much. true because Memphis Bleak album was in 99. 99, yes, you're right. Yeah, okay. it was 99. I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah. And didn't you have an album in 96 or no? Who, Bleak? No, it wasn't no. 96. So, so The Coming was in 99. When, when was the understanding? 2000. Okay. Yeah, that was 2000. And then he had that, I forget the name of the album, but it had 534 on it in 2005. But, I think that's what the album was called. But, yeah. yo, but yo, them Rockefeller releases was hard, though. Bean's they, first they album? Bean's first album is great. Yes. The, the second album is good. You know what I mean? Back, bitch. Oh, no, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you and know. that's another thing that also saved Rockefeller to me was Beanie Siegel. That, I think he was a little bit of a forefront. Of Rockefeller, he was State Property came in and just State Property came in and Beanie Siegel. They ran with it. They ran with that joint. It, it, they, they totally ran. And not to mention Siegel was getting thrown all out of posse cuts. That was mentioned episodes ago. Yeah, that's right. I mean Siegel, he came in there, and again we talked about the you know the production style. You know Kanye coming in with his but before signature sound. before Kanye they had Just Blaze. Yeah, they had yeah, Just, Just Blaze. Blaze. Even Primo helped in with Rockefeller. Yeah, but well, he I mean, was not part of Rockefeller. Right, I'm saying he helped right. in. And and again, you know, Timberland uh, even helped with J- uh, Rockefeller. Yeah, we're talking about like in-house guy. In-house guy, Kanye oh, is, okay, is okay, an in-house okay, guy. Okay, right. Just Blaze, Just Blaze, in-house. Pharrell, you know for what I mean? While. For a little bit, he was rocking with him. You know, Clue even joined him. Clue, Clue was down with Rockefeller. Yeah. Tw- is it Twister down? What's it Twister down? He had the chain. He was wearing the chain. Yes. You know what I mean? Showing love. You know what I mean for course, Rockefeller. And another thing, in, which to me possibly save save Rockefeller, not only Beans. I don't like to mention uh, his particular era, but Cameron, believe it or not, I'm boring. Stop, I, stop I give, it, stop I, give boring, I give, boring, I give, boring, I give Cam his credit. Boring. I mean, to, I give to, Cam his credit. To his credit, it did help. Now I don't know if you saw, bit. but on social media, somebody left on our page that come come home with me is a classic. No, it's I'm not. not in the minority here. They're entitled to their opinion, but I disagree. I'm boring. Me, uh, me too. I don't like it. Never did. Wow, y'all some Maybe Old Boy man. was like a good record, but every yeah, other y'all, record y'all is y'all not some good. Haters, man. Stop it. We speak the truth. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, but yeah, like like you said, Al, you 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 are partially right that it was mostly Jay Z when the, it was the it, early start. It's the Jay Z show. But then again, it started to even the mill. There's the same reason why I would never utter I, like when we talk about like record labels we love and great record. I'm not gonna talk about Murder Inc. Cause Murder Inc. is the Ja Rule show. Sales wise, yeah, I mean Ashanti did very well. Ashanti well. too, the, the two trick pony. Two trick pony, because you know, because you know, Black Child, he he, he want to stay in the community and make a difference. Lloyd did something. There he goes referencing beef again. What? That's what he said. He gonna reference beef. There you <laughs> go with the beef said. DVDs again. That's what he said. I mean, unfortunately, Charlie Baltimore wasn't able to do much. Cadillac, Cadillac Todd didn't release no album. He had that one single. You know the single I'm talking about by Cadillac Tie. It yeah, played every single time. I remember. That would. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, but nah, did, did, did Black Child ever make a difference in the community? Why are you asking me that question? Go ask him. You, you from Queens. So? What do you mean, so? So? Does that I mean, mean I know everything that, Black Child does? No, but you might have seen him around the way. So, 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 basically, I was walking to a dollar cab, and he was walking to a dollar cab. That's what you try to say, <laughs> and we had a conversation. Nah, 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 nah. All right, all right, we gotta move on from that. Uh, right. Um. Nah, but but you want to talk about like record labels that, like early early Def Jam was was dope. When when um when and you know what's funny, at first Russell Simmons didn't want to partner with Rick Rubin. Right, he didn't. Because when he first met Rick Rubin, he thought Rick Rubin was just some some hippie kid. 
And look at that early Def Jam roster. You had you, and it's, it's unorthodox because you had LL Cool J, mm-hmm. and you had the Beastie Boys. Yeah. And it's just like whoa, like and. If you look at LL's, you hear LL's music and you hear the Beastie, and I love the Beastie Boys. I have all their albums, but like their sound is just not like you. They just did not fit in with what rap was at the time. I mean, Rick Rubin was bringing in the rock. Yeah, he was bringing in the rock influence because um, even on um, didn't he produce um, a radio for LL? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And that had rock elements in it too. It, and and it, and it made it stand out. It was different. You know, what I mean, when you bring in the rock element with the drums and the hip hop, it just made things stand out. And yeah, you got LL, you got the Beasties, but then look later on, Public, you, Public Enemy. Enemy came through with their sound. And Public Enemy was doing music with Anthrax. Exactly, and they had the Bomb Squad backing them up with yep. the production and, and all that. And then even though they weren't, they weren't on. Even though they weren't on Def Jam, Run DMC was was managed by Russell. Yeah, yep. Rushtown Management. And and they did a song with goddamn um, Aerosmith. It changed the world. It changed music forever. And it's funny because they didn't even want to do that song. They didn't want to do that song at and, all. And that, that was a song that put them in mainstream. Yep, yep. it opened up the doors. So <laughs> a lot of people were a lot of hip hop fans were not happy with it either. Yeah, early Def Jam, but for me, you know, mid Def Jam is my time. You know, right, definitely got. That's when they became that. a distributor. Oh not man, just a label. yo man, you sh- look, look look at the people that they had. Man, you had Meth in there, you had Redman in there. You, Can't forget Warren G. Warren G. EPMD e- was e- there for e- a minute. E- Where DMX came e- through. Oh, that's 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 what. Oh man, Ja Jay Z, like everybody jumped in I on don't there, really man. Count Jay Z, but I think DMX really. Revived. I mean, you can you can't count Jay. No, I count Jay Z, but I don't think he was like Def Jam, Def Jam, like yeah. how X was. Carrying X, it. X was like Def Jam. Well, you gotta remember when when Rockefeller first started, they were under priority. They yeah. weren't under Def Jam. Yes. Right, right, right. So and Def Jam came later. The, the, um, the move to when they did Volume One, it moved to Def Jam. Mm-hmm. But wasn't um Third Base was Def Jam too? Third Base was on Def Jam because Russell Simmons was the manager. So I mean, they got a story storied history. Uh, uh Onyx. Onyx, yeah, Orange no question. Juice Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Montel Jordan, if if my memory is correct. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was Def Soul, you know. Def Soul, they had Def they had Cisco in there. Case was there. Kelly Price, I think, was in there. Yeah, they had. Yeah, like it was big. It was so big and, that they were able to distribute other and look acts. Look at all the classic albums that came out under Def Jam. Oh yeah. Uh, radio. Shout out it, to my pops. It takes a nation. Yep. By Public Enemy, which is like oof. Regulator. Regulator. Oh yeah, yeah, the G Funk era, that joint right there. Yo, mouse. It sold. It, it saved Def Jam. Warren G. Def Jam was in the hole. They were. When Warren came out with that album and it sold all and made all that money, it saved Def Jam. License. Mama said knock you out. Mama said knock you out. License to ill. That's right. Like Def Jam had some classics that still hold up to the to this day. Absolutely. Russell's eating. But um. You know we can't talk about record labels. I I gotta bring No Limit up because you know they 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 were part of a game changer in hip hop too. They was dropping gold and platinum records, bro. It's like everybody that one year dropped everything record. was selling. Master P went to Priority Records, and this is a story he tells on Drink Champs. Shout outs to Drink Champs. Shout outs to Nori. Master P and C. I'm Mer- still not mixing Hennessy with tomato juice, Nori. It tastes very good, by the way. Oh, oh, damn, yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah, Hennessy was Master P had a meeting with Def Jam. They offered him $1 million. Master P turned him down. C. Murder was upset, talking about he should have took it. The next day, they go to Priority. And Master P, they ask Master P what, what type of deal he wants. 
He said, "You eighty-five me, fifteen you." Smart man. And they and they let him rock. Mm. Well, did that pay off? And nobody has had that type of deal since then. Nope. P knew ahead of time what he wanted. P was smart. The labels was taking money. No limit. P was a businessman. Now, see, here's the thing about No Limit. They don't have a bunch of classics, but they have success. That's right. They have a big time success. Usually, usually success and classics, classic albums go hand in hand. But in 1998, these fools dropped 28 albums and 24 out of the 28 either went gold or platinum. And you know what the thing is? What I also was about to say, like we mentioned this on um, many episodes ago, that once No Limit came out, they were starting to get promoted heavily now by the East Coast, starting with your man Jay-Z, like we mentioned um, eons ago. That down South Master P, body body shit. Players. <laughs> and Puff East da- Coast is now helping out with the No Limit family. Jay-Z did if, it. And if you look in the booklet of no of Puff Pun. Daddy's No Way Out, he shouts out Master P. Yes, That's he right. did. That's right. And then, like, yo, like, and then they don't have a lot of classic albums. Like, as far as classics, I give them Master P, Ghetto D. I give them Ice Cream. You know man. what I also liked about No Limit? Um, Poppy Left Field. I always loved their art album. Yeah, their album artwork was them and them and Cash Money. They always the, had that 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 New Orleans type photo, the heavily Photoshop. Yeah, everything gold. You got gold up there. You got the tanks. You got the jewelry. Fire in the background. Fire in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's shining. Which yeah, which brings me to Cash Money. Oh, you got that's to another talk one. About them. Yeah, Cash Money. They were they were cool. They were a much smaller operation. Literally, all they had was two acts: Hot Boys and Big Timers, and then those guys each had like their solo albums. But like they they were successful too. Like a lot of people were just buying albums because they saw a dollar a dollar a, a gold dollar sign on the back of the CD. Amazing though. Look at look at look at how it grew to today now. Cause after Cash Money, what did you got? What, what Young it, Money it birthed Young them. Money, and look who they had. Me, but but me, you, me personally, I, I think Young Money was just a three man show. But but you know what's funny? Early Cash Money, like Hot Boys, Big Timers era, they did it all with just one producer. Yeah, man. Manny Fresh produced every single thing. That's a lot of work. Like man. like 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 they didn't call in outside producers for anything, and also a lot of their features, with the exception of Jay Z on the High Remix. All their all their features were in house. Yep. If if anything had a feature, it was the hot boy, and that's actually smart because you don't have to pay anybody to do a feature if y'all all on the same label. No money goes anywhere. Y'all get to keep it. So like, if it was a juvenile album, it'd be featuring big timers, Lil Wayne, Turk, blah 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 blah. BG album featuring juvenile, Lil Wayne, big timers, blah 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 blah. Big timers album featuring the hot boys. Like it's just, and but, it, and it's but, all produced by Manny Fresh. But this also brings us to what happened with No Limit. Once Cash Money came out, then all of a sudden people started grabbing them. Like, look what happened to Missy Elliott. She had BG and Juvie on her second album. Yeah, it was so hot, she had to bring them in there. I mean, and 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 and, and, and Juvie, I know you was uh, returning a favor for Jay Z. What the hell was you talking about on the Snoopy track? <laughs> Yo, we ride, we die. We need subtitles for that one, man. <laughs> Seriously, how you have subtitles for music? <laughs> we need it. When it comes to juvenile. Well, 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 Al, you don't count. You're from the same town. Hey, hey, hey man. So you can speak that language. Listen, <laughs> listen, I can give you a full transcription of ha. Oh, God. Oh, God. You got a, a subpoena for child support, huh? <laughs> How about that nerve, huh? That's another thing. We was, remember we was talking about that. I was talking about all that high language once that song came out because got, that got stuck in my head. The, when first, I was... <laughs> the first rapper to make all that money and all that history just by asking questions. <laughs> That's African-American history for you peeps out there. That you with that badass bees, huh? You gotta go to code, huh? 
Not Colt. 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 Uh, what about Rough Riders? Uh, that was a one-man show? No, but can we really count them as a label? Of they, course you can. They got classics. Of course you can. They were a group. I don't think they were a label. Yeah. That was, that was they a, had was a roster, bro. That, it was a group of And label. they had that signature sound with Swizzy and Dame Grease in them. I know they had the uh, the compilations. I guess. I guess. Because when, when you look at it. The locks, St- DMX. Styles P is a solo act. Jada Kiss is a solo act. Eve's a solo act. Yeah. DMX is a solo act. All day. Two albums. Same year. Count the rough out of too. You can. I mean, you had your other acts like Infrared. You had Drag On. You know what? I'm just starting to notice. Jay-Z was selfish. You know, I'm so busy bigging him up. He was selfish then. Because I never understood how this motherfucker could go on a non-label song and still put on his damn album. You don't uh, even part of Rough Riders. You, you talking about uh, Jigga, my nigga? Yeah. Hey, I'm like, man. I'm like, how the fuck? It's oh, actually, Jigga. sorry. He did the song by Swizz, but it was still featured on the Rough Riders album, and he ain't even part of the squad. Well, I mean, everybody was around each other, going on tours together, doing shows together. So yeah, you know, kind of like, yo, come in here, put this on there. You know, Swizz and Jay was tight. He ain't tight after you mentioned Ether. <laughs> That's well, I mean, chilling in my Beamer, listening to Ether. You know, you can see them at the Rock Nation brunch, having yeah. a good time. So it's all good. G Unit. Yeah. You know what's funny? And I tell people this all the time. G-Unit was a 50, success. 50 Cent could have ran the rap world in 2005 had he just not been petty. Because look at this. He had, uh, in 2005, from one calendar year, he has, obviously himself, Lloyd Banks, Tony Ayo, Young Buck, The Game, Mob Deep, and Mace. If they could have all stayed together... There was a lot going on. Imagine, a lot of imagine what a G Unit compilation with all of them on there could have done for them. To be technically honest, the ones that don't stand out for me was Mob Deep. MOP didn't do anything either. Me, yeah. And you, you know, I didn't mention Spider Low for a reason. I know, yeah, Spider Low. But um, what do you mean Mob Deep? That Blood Money album was great. It was trash. Their other albums was, was better. As I've said on this program before, Blood Money was terrible. Y'all sleeping on Blood Money? It Keep was sleeping. Not good. Keep sleeping. This is how we do it when we do it to the no, motherfucking no, club. No. Boring. No. Mob, mob Boring. lost the element when they joined Junior. That was not my Boring. Day. I'd rather take America's Nightmare better than I'll that. put America's Nightmare over that we any day. We ain't come here to start no drama. No. We just came here for no. our future baby mamas. It Boring. Was not, it was not. It. Infamy was better than that. The Infamy was better. The only song I did not like was Pearly Gates. because this man prod- song? Because Prodigy said he was going to punch Jesus Christ. That's why you don't like it? Yes. Oh God, Blood Money was terrible. Blood the, Money the, was horrible. The best produced album they ever had. That's garbage. Compared best produced compared album. to Hell on Earth and Infamous. Are you serious? Hell, Murder Music. A- yeah, ain't Murder Music your favorite album? It is. All right, then. So stop talking about Blood Money. <laughs> but Blood Money is the second. Stop talking about Blood Money. This is how we do it when we do. It. Unfortunately, it was done to death. Oh my God. That album Mace, is it terrible. Didn't last long. And he had no business being there. Mace was on that Window Shopper remix, you, and I don't know. First of all, so. first of all, only reason why Fifty grabbed him because of that whole shit with Puffy. Exactly. That's the only reason and why Puffy wouldn't let him out. Shame on you, Puffy, not letting that man out of his contract to this day. But G Unit had their success besides Fifty because Buck sold, Buck, Bank, yeah. sold Bank sold, the you know, album sold, Game sold very well, Game sold, Yeah, yeah went gold, Get, Get Richard I Try and soundtrack sold. Yep, and the anniversary just passed too. Yep, yep. Get Richard I Try. Big time. And then the classic albums, uh, well, I know y'all don't like Massacre, but I like Massacre. I like Massacre, but... Are we putting the documentary as a classic? 
I would say so. I would say so too. I say the documentary is a Get classic. Get Rich or Die Trying is a classic, obviously. The documentary was a classic. Is Beg for Mercy a classic? Yeah, it's I a would gr- say so. It was a good album. It's a good album. I could pay at least give maybe two songs, maybe I don't know. But Terminate on was... Terminate on Sight was a decent album. It was decent. It was it was alright. Yeah, it was alright. Straight out of Cashville, a classic, but we not we not going that far. Straight out of Cashville was actually a good album. I like Buck. I thought it was a good album. It was a good album. I like Buck. His second album wasn't bad either. Buck the World? Yeah. I like that shit Polo the Don did for him. Yeah, that was a good track. (laughs) I'll reload. (laughs) Yo, but you know who used to push hip hop heavy? Jive. Oh, Jive Records. Yeah. Yeah. KRS One, BDB. True. Too Short, E40. They used to promote. Yo, Jive used to come out with a sampler every now and then. Yeah, they did. did. With a couple of songs, yeah. The sampler would have everybody. Yo, man, Jive really. Who else did Jive have that's notable? Well, R. R. Kelly, he's 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 R and B. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's more people than on Jive Records. Jive Records, Jive Records, really, really. Well, Tribe Called Quest was on Jive, yes, wasn't it? Tribe yeah. was on Jive. Yes, yes they, they were. were. Yeah, you want to talk about hip hop, man? You got to talk about Tribe and Tribe, Jive Records. Tribe really <laughs> helped Jive with a lot of classic stuff. Big time. Even even uh the love movement. Well, was love movement. On UGK job? was yeah. Love UGK was on, was on job. Yes, U- they was. Love, love movement was on job. UGK was on job. Yeah. Mystical was on job. Oh yeah. That's after No Limit, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was and, after. Uh, and even the Fresh Prince. Oh, Fresh Prince was on job. That's yes. dope. And the clips. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's that's class. That's even, classic right Clips there. Was on yeah, Eclipse was on. Well, well KRS One said it best. He said Jive was pushing for hip hop when no, when uh, at a time when nobody else was. You remember the year? A year what? When he said that? Like ninety three. Mm. The year of uh, Return of the Boom Bap. Okay, classic. yeah, that's a classic album. But uh, any other any other labels? Any other favorite labels? Dynasties? Rap a lot, <sighs> which got made popular in the rest of the world when Biggie said uh. I'm not from Houston, but I rap a lot. I mean, Uncle Face, what he was Scar able to do face. for that label. He is the face of rap a lot. That is me. no question, man. The Ghetto Boys, Devin, Devin the, dude. the Dude. Devin, yeah, he's great. Oh, man. Um, Even later years, Juvenile was on rap a lot for a spell. Yeah. Bum B solo album, UGK. I mean, Texas really, really came to bat, man, when they was there with rap a lot. Texas really was put on. Oh, yeah. But what about the Swisher House camp? Were they part of rap a lot? Or no? Nah, nah, they had their own. Swisher House thing. was their own thing. Yeah, okay. I mean, you could talk about that. Look who they had: Paul Wall, Slim, Michael Thug Watts, was there. Michael Watts, DJ Screw. Um, my my personal favorite, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? <laughs> That's your personal favorite Mike out of Jones. all of them. That's sad. The man who repeats like four bars. Like Do you still remember times? that cell phone number? Nah, I don't. <laughs> I, I just don't. remember it was the last phone that was eight zero zero. And that's his, that was the actual number, by the way. People was calling it. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. I thought it was fake. I was like, nah. It, it was good album promotion. Only Mike Jones would do that. Uh, we said. Oh, little Kiki, can't forget about him. We, we said bad boy. We said. We said bad boy. We said death row. Yeah, we, we said, said roof. Yeah, we said roofless. Roofless, cold chilling. I feel like. I feel like we're forgetting an important one. I mean, you said No Limit Cash Money. We, we said, said no Def Limit, Jam. We said Cash Money. We said Def Jam. We hit Jive. Yeah. Um. There's got to be more. We than said, that we said rap. Raucous. Yeah, you did we say said Raucous. Raucous. Did Geffen Records have a lot of hip hop? Geffen. 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 Geffen was under Interscope. Okay. 
You know what I mean? Because Mary J. Blige was on there. Game was on there. Game was on there. After he got... Still shouting out G-Unit in Aftermath, by the way. Still shouting him out, yeah. I know Common had a few albums on Geffen. Yeah, Common did. Actually, Common had a couple albums on Geffen and Sony. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, I'm trying to think... It don't make sense to bring up the Lynch Mob records because it was just Ice Cube, Caution, and the Lynch Mob. What about Slip and Slide, just Trick Daddy and Trina? Trick Daddy and Trina. uh, Wasn't Rose down with them too? Yeah, Rick Ross was Slip and Slide originally. Yeah, he was there. Yo, that Trina first album, man. I I got in trouble. Yo, I'll never forget. My mother thought that was a porn You got in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) That album cover, man. That's the only reason why I bought it. Because, you know, Trina... Man, when I first saw on that... I wish I was that dude. I wish I was on that stretcher. Man, when I saw on that Nan nigga video, I said, who the hell is this? All I... I I was like, sorry, Trick, but who is this chick? That's who I wanted for. And then that music video, it's a whoop, whoop, below, but that ass too fat. What about Shady Records? Oh, Shady, yeah. we could talk. I mean, M D twelve, M D twelve, fifty, fifty is part of the Shady. Obi right? Trice, Obi Trice, Stat Quo, Stat Quo. A, a lot of people forget about Stat Quo. Slaughterhouse. He's from Atlanta, right? Yeah. yeah. Slaughterhouse. He only ever had that one song. True. I love when you move it like that. Yeah. <laughs> what record was Outkast under again? They were the face. They was the face. They was the face records. The face. They really. They the face have like. Many hip hop. I know they had a lot of R&B. They, uh, they was mostly for R&B. Yeah. They took a gamble on Outkast and it paid off. Reed and Babyface. Yeah. Yeah. They put it together, LaFace. <laughs> that reminds me of what Pac said. Remember what he said at MTV? We outsold every black old label. LaFace. Bad boy. <laughs> what about uh? What about Grand Hustle? Oh, Ti's um. T. I's oh label. no. I know why you brought that up. Why? Wah. <laughs> I hate that sound. Listen, listen, listen. Leave. I hate that sound. Free my man, BG. I don't know. Yes, free the him all day. Gangster. All day. But what the hell does that mean? Every record uh, in, the, in the Grand Hustle era, BG would be like, wah. <laughs> that sound like a baby swallowing auto-tune, crying. <laughs> oh, my God. What does that mean? What is it? What? Why does he do that? Why does he do that for can you explain it? That's just his war cry, I guess. Th- that's a war cry? Wah. That'll make the enemy want to come kill you. I don't understand that, bro. Sound I like I didn't know what that meant. Sound like he was trying to audition for I mean, Maxwell I mean, I mean, who you had? You had Pimp Squad on there. Young um, Dro. Young, Young Dro, Dro. Yeah, he. Big Country King. Big Dro, Country King. Alpha Mega. T.I. P.S.C. No doubt. Um, They even had, who was the producer that they had in-house? That help, that did a lot of Ti's early stuff. Was it DJ Toomp? DJ Toomp was there. Yes, yes, Toomp. Yeah, it was DJ Toomp. Yeah, DJ Toomp was my his that boom boom. Shh. Yeah, he had a lot. He had some loud drums, man. And BG came in later on. Wah. Stop, stop. Yo, how can we forget Maybach music? Maybach music. Ross, Wale, Meek. Look. That's the that's just it. It's just those three. Oh, Marion was down with them. Not no. Who who was that group? What was that group that was there? The Carroll City Cartel, Triple C. Yeah, them, Triple Cheese. <laughs> what? Well, come come on. on. I forgot come about on. them. Come on. Triple, come on. Triple Cheese. Come on. Come on. Come on. What about them? <laughs> Extra bacon. You're going to get heat for this. I ain't going to get no heat. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, the heat will melt the cheese. So. <laughs> oh, my. Yo. A lot. Oh. It's just like disturbing the peace. So a lot of. Like, few people. To, so, I'm looking it up as we talking, and. 
Who said Loud Records? Was that you? I said Loud. You are correct for Loud Records because they did a lot for hip-hop like Jive did. They had Exhibit, Big Pun, and the Wu-Tang, and Mob Deep. Look at that roster, man. Big Pun, Mob Deep. Oof. Come on. Big, Big Pun, Pun, Mob Deep, Exhibit, Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. That's huge. Yeah, so I'll give you, I'll give you Loud. And Cypress Hill. Oh, Steve Rifkin, man. Shout out to you. Yeah, they had Cypress Hill, too. So I... I I give you credit for that. What does Relativity Records stand in this? Relativity? Well, let's look at it. Fat up. Joe was on there. I yeah. remember hearing him talk about that. Was it Common's first album or first two albums? Yes, he, Common was on Relativity. You talking about Can I Borrow a Dollar? Yeah. Can I Borrow 22? <laughs> well, I mean, he don't have to ask for any more money now. That dollar turned into how much money? <laughs> I still don't know what the hell he was talking about breaking one nine. He's going to ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah. Catch me, I'm falling. What the hell was he talking about? <laughs> yeah, relativity, yeah. List of relativity artists. Yeah, I remember that. Relativity, I, I mean, especially back in the early 90s, you know what I mean? Because it was so many. So among relativity's popular artists, Common, Easy e Fat Joe, 3-6 Mafia, The Beat Nuts, M.O.P. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a right, MOP's early days. Project, 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 Pat. Pro, yeah, project. Well, of course, the project, Pat. The project, Pat. Project, Pat. Buck, buck. That project, Pat. Yeah. Sabino, <laughs> some scissors. And uh, Hussein Fatal. Wow, Hussein Fatal. His, his solo albums was on Relativity. Dope. Before he decided to partner up with Ja Rule, and before Ja Rule decided to become the second coming of Tupac, you know. Stop it. He was not the second coming of Tupac. He thought he was. He thought he was, and look what happened. And he failed. put a cross on his back. Tupac put a cross on his back. Tupac and shaved his head ball. Ja Rule shaved his head ball. And, and 50 crucified him next. Red Spider. Ooh-wee. No, no. 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 I like the realest killers. No. no the greatest no. collaborations of all time. It wasn't real. <laughs> it was real. It was on the soundtrack. Nah. Anyway. Um, Y'all remember Rough House? Y'all remember Rough House Records? Refresh my memory. Okay, well, let's go over the artists. I mean, I'm looking them up right here. You had Beanie Siegel on there. You had Cypress Hill. This is early. Nas was on there when Nas first came out. I know DMX was on there. Yeah, DMX was on there. Schoolie D, The Sporty Thieves, Criss Cross. Sporty Thieves? Ah, my boys. No more beans. Because you mentioned the Fugees. They was on Rough House. That's what I said. Fugees was on Rough House. Right, yeah. Pace One was on there. I didn't know Pace One was on there. Wow. Cool Keith. You know, you know a record label I can't give no love to, Hypnotized Minds, because they was all just Three Six Mafia. Yeah, pretty much. That record label was created just to distribute Three Six Mafia. That's true. Like, I mean, well, Project Pat was on there too, but yeah, but he's still affiliated with them. And Crunchy Black and La Chat, like just all of them. Gangsta Boo, all of them. They're Gangsta of Boo. I mean, I know, I know. For our younger listeners, they're gonna tell us Young Money because you know Young Money is Lil Wayne. You gotta Drake. talk about it, yeah. But, but Lil to, Wayne, but Drake, Nicki Minaj. That's right. That's the, but that's the only powerhouse. I mean, who it. else did they have? Tiger. 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 Gutter Gutter. Gutter Gutter Island. Yeah, him. Okay. Um, Stop that, Mac Man. Lil Twister. But he's right here. <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> Mac Man is right here. Oh wait, I don't want to be part of that. By the way, I, I'm saying uh, 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 Jay Mills. Jay Mills, Mills was there. But, but they weren't successful. Who, like who, Who's had the block so hot the streets been melting since the summer <laughs> of 05. That's when he was a bad boy. But, uh... That's it. Uh, that's it. Didn't they grab the game at one point? They did for before 10. And Buster. Yeah, I didn't like that. 
No, Buster went to Cash Money. I didn't like that. I thought he went to Young Money. I don't. I don't remember. I think it. I think it was Young Money. Yeah, he was so busy promoting and helping Nicki Minaj do damn much. Cause when they, cause when they did the video, him and Q Tip. Yep. And and what was he saying? Wild biggity ball. (laughs) You gotta translate that for me, Mac. I'd rather listen to that than what the hell he did on the Chris Brown record. Oh, well, yo, he went off on that record. You kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck was he saying? Word, word. But then there's just some record labels. They're a bunch of bastards. Like, yo, shame, <laughs> shame on you, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Oh, Put God. the De La Soul albums Uh-oh, on. Oh, there <laughs> we go. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let I me, knew this l- is coming. Let me address something real quick. <laughs> go ahead. Because like I told y'all a couple episodes back, I have spent at least $150 Tracking down these De La Soul albums that you can only hear if you have the CD. Why? Because Tommy Boys is a bunch of sons of bitches. And Tom Silverstein, I hope you one day listen to this. You son of a bitch, you. Put the music. <laughs> put the music on the streaming service for everybody to hear. Three Feet High and Rising is a classic. De La Soul is dead is a classic. And De La Soul Stakes is High is a good album. And you withholding that shit for what? Because what you what? Because you want ninety percent of the profit? You had ninety percent of the profit for thirty years. <laughs> Get these niggas at least twenty five percent. You son of a bitch. And if you don't like that, I'm going to get my lawyer on you. <laughs> they did get their lawyer. <laughs> yo, yo, you, you ain't right for that. <laughs> yo, you ain't right ah, for that. That's an inside joke, people. Oh. But he's right, man. You got to give De La Soul a shit, man. Give, yo. Was, wasn't Nori on Tommy Boy, too? Nori was, was on Tommy Boy. Queen Latifah Coolio. was on Tommy Boy. Coolio was there. And yeah. all these people, the albums are not available on the shit. That's crazy, man. Yo, uh, I, yo, unless you got the CD, you ain't never going to hear ladies first. Unless you YouTube it. But I ain't got time for all that. Amazing. Shame on you. I want to listen to me, myself, and I, and the Buddy remix in the proper fashion, goddammit. Hell, I want to listen to Saturday. Yo. Jennifer will never teach me if I can't hear her teach me, goddammit. Like shit. I want to listen to Break of Dawn, too. Break of Dawn. Shit, all know. that good music, see, and that's that's why that's what that's the purpose of this with labels. Certain labels are attached with certain songs. If you take the songs away, what's the label got? Nothing. They wouldn't have their ninety percent that they've been hoarding for thirty thing. years. Facts. Tom, so I, I sorry for the rant, people, but that shit. Yeah, he had a, he had a wrestling promo on that. Yo, it just he had to get it off. It just he had to I, get it out I, his I like, chest. I've recently become a De La Soul fan. I mean, I was already, but like a bigger De La Soul You appreciate fan. their work a lot more. Because I had to go too. through, he- yo, bro. Yeah. I had to go, if I show you what I had to go through, the mess, the eBay messages and the offers I made when people talk about submit your best offer. I mean, I wasn't paying $50 for no CD. I offered the nigga $25. He told me to go fuck off. But... <laughs> 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 yo. If y'all, oh, if y'all knew what I went through just to get three albums, to get three. Oh, man. Luckily, the dude who was selling Three Feet High Rising for for $30 took it for 14 But, oh. Man, that's painful, man. But I think we ran through all the rap labels. Pretty much the major ones that left for impact. I mean, yeah. of course, if we're missing anything, the listeners out there will will tell us. Absolutely. Please let us know. Um, Y'all got anything y'all want to say in closing? I know you found this imposing. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Nah, just it's, it wasn't that much of a this certain impacts on from record labels like that, but it's just like the main ones we talked about first. 
was like the more of an impact global. Yeah. And a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Um, a bad lot boy, of bad boy, and Death Row was like the forefront, and ruthless. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you had the rivalries. You had the ruthless Death Row rivalry, bad boy Death Row, and it's it's competition. That's one thing yeah. that's missing today. Like when labels used to go at it. Like if you got a label, like look at No Limit Cash Money, big example. And, trying to one up and each other. Exactly. Like they drop something hot, we got to go to the lab and drop something hotter than that. Mm-hmm. That's what's missing. But uh, all that shady aftermath. Shady oh. aftermath. When they was beefing with the ink. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean. Hold up. Where do you count social deafness? Ooh. I mean, they had a roster. That's for sure. I mean, you got to. They gotta, had the Brat. The Brat. Criss Cross. Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Jermaine Dupree. All right. How can we forget? Yo, I'm glad we didn't sign off yet because we would have looked like assholes. Yeah, I mean, you got to talk about social deaf, man. You know who this is. So, so Criss Cross. And then um, them franchise boys later on. Them franchise girls. Uh, lean with it. Stay leaning. <laughs> Just stay there. I mean, juvenile was leaning. The way I be leaning. I appreciate juvie more. <laughs> Yo, why are you such a? Ha- can we can ask why are you such a hater? What for them franchise girls? Them franchise boys. Girls. There were no girls in the group. Yes, there were. You wore those long white t shirts. No, I didn't. No, I, no, I, I, didn't. I no, never wore them. Never, oh, never. XL wasn't mine. T-shirts. That wasn't my style, people. Me either. Uh, I know. I was more with the. I was with the grown up look. Never mind. With the button ups and stuff like that. I was with the grown up look. Bone Crusher was on So So Deaf. I believe so. Even Daz Dillinger was on So So Deaf for a point. Yes, yeah, he, he dropped. He dropped the album for them. Yeah, he did. It was a good album too. I actually got that album. He thought he was part of So So Deaf at one point. No, I'm no. sorry. He was. He was. He was helping with Little John. I'm sorry. Yeah. He forty was on Jive. Sick, yeah, sick with, sick with it. it. Yeah, he had. Those, he had that label. But you know, so so deaf. I mean, when you look at look at Atlanta and you look at you know that scene, they ran Atlanta. Oof, did they? Me personally, Jermaine Dupri, Jermaine Dupri helped a lot, but production you gotta give, guy. You gotta give credit for the life of a fourteen seventy two album. Oh yeah, Money and the Thing was the biggest hit, and they put it so hot they put it on volume two. Yep, like a bonus track. Was it a bonus? Bo- track? It was a bonus, bonus yeah. track. It was a bonus track. Still counts though. Oh yeah, I mean. But but you also, as much as we like to clown on this music, you got to give Bow Wow too because Bow Wow also helped save Social Death a bit. Oh, in he his did early good. Days. Yeah, yeah, he sold. And the girls, they you know they loved it, and it was young, and and you was, can't forget about the, even R&B artists, Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge was there. Usher. Oh yeah, made Usher. Escape. Put him in the game. Mm-hmm. That's you know, I don't remember any other rappers, but Bone Crusher. Now that was it. That was pretty much it on that label. I forgot Boys in the Hood was on Bad Boy at one point, right? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they, were. they was on Bad. Yeah, that and was Jeezy's group. Jesus was there for a short time. And man. then he, he left, he went solo. Yeah, yep. I know Jody Breeze was not happy. Even, with even him. Jeezy running his own label, but nothing really has come out of CTE other than Jeezy stuff. Yeah. I mean Freddie Gibbs had a had a run there. Freddie Gibbs did have a run. For a little bit, but that was it. Yeah, I think we covered everything. We said Grand Hustle. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean listeners, y'all always gonna tell us what we missed if we did miss. Right. Um one reminder. Please, if y'all got anything y'all want to ask us or any hip-hop topics you would like us to discuss, send your questions in to raplabpod at gmail.com. Again, that's raplabpod at gmail.com. And uh, once again, we appreciate y'all listening. New episodes of the Rap Lab every Sunday, each and every Sunday on Apple Music, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcast from. Uh, 
signing out on this one. It's the motherfucking candy man, your boy A-L-F-R-E to the D. And it's your boy Marion. I mean, uh, QJ. Oh, Lord. And it's your boy T.O. Listen, listen, Big, Big Sugar. If you listen to this, this again, I love, I love oh, Sugar. Yeah, I'm Shug. just joking. It's just a rugged joke. We, 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 I don't. His, Shout out to Sugar. QG's opinions don't stand for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm we, not trying. My to opinions lie. don't stand. My opinions stand the test of time, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we gonna see y'all next week, y'all. <laughs>